welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Turn the Page, Syosset Public Library's podcast. And today we have with us Maisie Eddings. Maisie is a neurodiverse author, dentist, and most importantly, stage mom to her cats, Yaya and Zadie. She can most often be found reading romance novels under her weighted blanket and asking her boyfriend to bring her snacks. She's made it her personal mission in life to destigmatize mental health issues and write love stories for every brain. With roots in Ohio and Pennsylvania, she now calls North Carolina home. Thank you, Maisie, for joining us. We're so excited to be talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I am just, I'm so excited. Yep, to chat. So we're going to talk to her today about her sophomore novel called Lizzie Blake's Best Mistake, which comes out on September 6th. And it got a starred review from Kirkus. So let me read that, which is not an easy thing to get. So congratulations. Thank you. I live in perpetual fear of Kirkus. So. <laughs> okay. Reading about a neurodiverse heroine like Lizzie is refreshing. This is a funny, tumultuous novel that will inspire readers to think about how different kinds of brains shape our human need for love and sex. Carcass Reviews, starred review. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us what Lizzie Blake's best mistake is about? Oh, let's see. So it's pretty much at its core about two very chaotic people making very, very odd choices with each other. Um, it is a romance about um, the titular character, Lizzie Blake. Uh, she has pretty untreated or unmanaged ADHD, and a lot of her life has been you know, just hopping from one job to another, um, a lot of issues with time management with, you know, taking care of herself and all of that. And, um, and she, you know, the book starts off with her losing yet another job. And um, her one cardinal rule and the one thing that she has in order is her sex life. And it's almost like her form of self-care. Um, and she tries to avoid emotions and feelings and just really enjoys one night stands and hookups. Um, but she breaks her cardinal rule of just one night when she meets Rake, um, a steamy, starchy Australian um, visiting Philadelphia on business and the two have a two-night stand that end up with pretty big consequences um when lizzie finds out that she's pregnant and so they decide to um platonically and i put that in quotes because that lasts for you know about <laughs> 10 pages um co-parent and cohabitate um you know and try to avoid having any feelings involved and and that unravels pretty quickly but um yeah the story is about two uh two very different people just very much learning to love each other and love themselves and um it kind of celebrates neurodiverse brains and and just how much they deserve to be loved um and i probably should add that lizzie gets involved in just all kinds of hijinks like um an underground erotic baking scheme um you know she's <laughs> she's just she's kind of a mess and she rolls with it and yeah it was it was very funny no it's really i mean it's wonderful it's such a great story great love story Great romance, rom-com. I thought it was fabulous. I loved it. It was just so enjoyable. Lizzie was a, is a great character. So is Rake. They're both great characters. Now, this the first book, this is your second book. So your first book, Brush, Brush, A Brush with Love, mm -hmm. is about a dentist, correct? 
Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, you just graduated from dental school. So congratulations on that. How do you find the time to do both to be an author and a brand new dentist? How are you finding time for that? Oh, you know, sometimes I look back on it and I'm not really sure. I'm like, what? (laughs) When am I? I I guess I just don't sleep a lot. Um, No, yeah, I graduated in May. And um, so now I'm working full time as a dentist and an author and doing both and loving both. Um, But yeah, I, um, I think during dental school, I really needed an outlet and a release and these characters popped into my head and they were so loud and so voicey um, because I've, you know, I've always been a huge reader of romance um, and I dabbled with writing, but a story never really stuck with me. Um, And then during school, I just, I couldn't stop writing. I think in a lot of ways it was my way to cope and like um, a form of escapism. And then it just became this wildly fulfilling thing that um, I've had a lot of luck being able to do and pursue further. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, (laughs) I definitely don't sleep very much. And, you know, my weekends and nights are pretty much dedicated to writing. But it really is true that like, when you love what you do, it's so worth it to do that. So yeah, uh, (laughs) I I wish I could say I have some secret recipe for balance, but I definitely don't. (laughs) And I mean, I think it's, I don't know how someone has a full-time job, especially as demanding as yours is, and also finds the time to write. When do you find the time to write? Mainly, so, you know, it's funny because publishing is is so slow in a lot of ways. So, like, you know, this book I wrote in, um, gosh, it would be it was probably like the summer of 2020. So this is very much like my early pandemic book that I wrote. Um, And so, you know, and now it's, it's 2022 and it's coming out and everything. Um, And so, you know, to be honest, in a lot of ways, like those first two years of dental school, when I did a lot of writing of the first two books, um, I, because of my ADHD, like I have auditory processing issues. So like I would be sitting in lectures and I just couldn't get anything from it until I could go home and watch the recorded versions with captions and stuff like that. So, I mean, to be honest, I was writing during lectures, (laughs) (laughs) which is so terrible. I promise I like pass all my classes and stuff. Um, But then, you know, I also, I am very lucky. I have um, a partner that has been supportive every step of the way about like letting me just dive into these fictional worlds and spend my spend my nights working on them or my weekends. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not a great sleeper. I have insomnia a lot of the time. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of like two or three I'm writing sessions too. Um, yeah. And I, I guess I just, you know, when an idea or something comes to me, I, I kind of pause what I'm doing and just write it as far as it will go and then worry about fitting it back into the story later on. So, um, yeah. yeah. Is Lizzie Blake you in any way? No, I, well, I don't know. I, I guess like the ADHD representation, um, I wrote from my personal experience uh-huh. with it. And so like, you know, like the physical manifestation manifestations of like, um, rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, and, and things like that, um, are very much, you know, from my viewpoint, because there, it is a very nuanced, um, 
a nuanced condition to live with and stuff. So I just wrote from my viewpoint, but no, I think Lizzie is, um, Lizzie is somebody that I admire though. My characters feel very separate, um, from me, but they're people that I care about so deeply. And so, um, yeah, she's, she's just, uh, she's kind of a ball of fire and I'm very, I was very fascinated with her the entire time I was writing her. <laughs> well, you seem to have a lot of energy also though. Oh yeah. I kind of have, <laughs> I guess a little bit of golden retriever energy. <laughs> yeah. And Rake, where did he come from? He oh, said perfect. Huh? I know. God, it's <laughs> me though. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think I looked at it and like, so, you know, with, with writing these books, um, Harper, Lizzie, Indira, and two are this friend group that kind of came first, uh, more than anything. And they were all very distinct. And, and those are the characters throughout the series, but, um, they were all very distinct and they all were very, like, like I said, very loud and vocal about who they are and what they want out of life or what they expect and stuff like that. And so in so many ways, their love interests, um, kind of, throw a wrench into plans or whatever they thought life would look like and so rake is so much you know a seemingly opposite to what lizzie is um but in a lot of ways i i actually feel like they have so many similarities they're both very emotional people they are both very loyal people and stuff um yeah so you know he's he's quiet and he's reserved for where she is loud and you know uninhibited and yeah it just kind of worked for them yeah i just want to say one other thing publishers weekly one thing they said is this smart love story is a gem so that's another wonderful review that you got on this book yeah i've been um i've been pinching myself a little bit on it because uh yeah i i like i said i live in a lot of fear about um trade reviews and so receiving those was um especially for a love story where i was just i felt very like honored and excited at the opportunity to write about um an ADHD woman you know embracing her brain and being loved fully and um to know that that was um you know well received by yeah, very well received. yeah her it, mother her mother was some character too huh oh god yeah <laughs> she's kind the of way the she word. grew up and her whole her whole growing up was oh my god you felt so bad for her yeah I, I think a lot of there there's so much out there in regards to both autism, ADHD and neurodiversity in general. A lot of like the help books like, you know, or whatever are written by neurotypical people um, almost in a way that puts like burden or onus on the person that has ADHD or autism and tells them why they're a burden or a nuisance. And I do think that it's actually a fairly common thing um, for people with the conditions to, to experience something like that from somebody close to them. And so, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, she was awful and I hated her the entire time. And uh, <laughs> I was really proud of Lizzie when she, she broke off that toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah, no, it was toxic. There's no yeah. doubt about it. That was very toxic. Her mother was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> she was. I guess really he wanted was. us to think that. So I, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely worked. So this is the second in a series. So how many more are you writing in a series? There's one more that comes out and it's uh it's called the plus one and it's Indira's story and it comes out on April 4th of oh, next wow. year. Wow, and not that far in, uh, no, I you know. wrote three books pretty quickly. I did. I've actually written um 
four because I have a YA coming out next August. Oh too. my gosh. Yeah. So um it has really been a whirlwind and um I I, I do feel like I I'm in a spot where um I've been given an opportunity and I'm just I'm taking it as far as I can go with it and I feel extremely lucky and um and fortunate and privileged to be able to to do this so yeah I um yeah I'm just super excited <laughs> did you always want to be an author oh I never thought I could do it it was like it was so far out of the realm of possibilities it was like you know I just to me like I grew I grew up reading books you know, like that, I, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up or things like that. And so, um, and, and a lot of the times the world is like a really, um, overstimulating or uncomfortable place sometimes. And so reading was just this way to live thousands of different lives in a very comfortable place. Um, and so to me, writers were like gods and it was just mm -hmm. like, you know, it was just the most ultimate thing you could do to tell a story and transport somebody somewhere else. And so, I don't know. I still, I still don't really like fully see myself like that in a lot of ways because I'm just like, you know, I think books are the most amazing thing ever. And so I'm like, I can't believe I write them and get to write them. So, um, yeah, it was like, it was almost a dream that I didn't even let myself conjure up. <laughs> Did you have trouble getting published or was that pretty quick also? Um, you know, I, my, a brush with love almost died on submission. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, um, I think there, there's, you know, and I don't want to downplay that I did have a lot of, um, a lot of luck and like, you know, I, I didn't have, have it nearly as bad as I've heard some people, you know, being in the query trenches forever and stuff like that. Um, I was really lucky to find, uh, Kelly Martin. She was an agent at the time and she's now switched to editorial, but, um, from the jump, she, understood what I what I was trying to tell and the stories I was trying to tell um and so we hit it off you know so I was querying for about like four or five months I think when um she picked me up and then I went on submission with publishers in uh it was like it was February 14th 2020 so it was like two weeks before the world shut down right. um yeah and so then uh I was on sub at that time and it was like so stressful. I was checking my email like every five minutes. Um, and, and it was just rejection after rejection. And I will say like, you know, almost all of the editors that, that did reject it were incredibly kind about it and, um, offered really great feedback. A lot of the problem was people don't want to hear stories about dentists. Like everybody hates the dentist, <laughs> and it, you know, it's like, it's a real thing. And so I get that. Um, and then I, my current, um, editor had initially actually passed on it. And then she came back and she's like, you know, I can't stop thinking about the voice. Would you be interested in a revise and resubmit? And, um, this was around like May of 2020. And so, I rewrote the last third of that first book and then changed a bunch of the front and um, we submitted it. And then I heard uh, mid July that she was picking it up on a, a two book deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that was just like, I, I remember that day. It was actually the first day I was going back to the dental clinic too. And so I was so nervous because I was like, you know, COVID and everything was so scary. And then I get this call from my agent and then I'm crying, but I have to go see a patient. And so it was just like so wild. Um, 
but yeah and, and at that point I had already like binge wrote Lizzie's book so I turned it in about a month later and my poor editor she was like I turned it in and she's like what is this even about and I was like oh like an erotic baker blah 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 <laughs> but <laughs> I think um I think I think she and my pub team also really fell in love with Lizzie um because I've had an opportunity to write more books with them um si since submitting that one so um you know Lizzie I feel like wins people over <laughs> yeah no she's great she really yeah. is great so what do you like to read and do you have any spare time I don't know how you do but <laughs> I know I like I I generally read romance um mm -hmm. I think there's something so beautiful about seeing people fall in love and like experience you know these emotional journeys um in so many different ways and so yeah I'm just I'm always devouring romance I will read anything Talia Hibbert writes um Chloe Lisa's amazing she's self-pubbed up until this point and then um she has her first traditionally pub book called uh Two Wrongs Make a Right coming out with Berkeley in November she also got a Star Kirkus review got a shout wow. her out I have to write that down who is that yeah she's um Chloe Lisa Al two wrongs make a right um yeah I mean she's she is a phenomenal author and I think that she has some of like the most authentic rep in her books too um and then I love historical romance as well um Beverly Jenkins uh Lisa Claypiss Tessa Dare are all just like heroes of mine um so yeah yeah I, I I've been doing a lot of rereading lately and just like going back to comfort reads um because I don't feel like I have time to like fully invest in a new story mm -hmm. I'm drafting on a deadline right now and I'm very behind so oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what book is that that you're so behind on the YA um, book no I finished the YA one. oh my gosh um, yeah so that that one's called Tilly and Technicolor and that comes out um sometime in next August I don't even know oh god I should know that but um <laughs> oops um no I I'm writing a sapphic rom-com um that we're in the middle of changing the title so I I can't say it yet but um yeah it's about it's about two women who you know end up by like a really bizarre circumstances both fighting over ownership of this flower farm and um and then there's just you know a lot of you know enemies situation and again it's very much an opposite to track story um and I'm having a lot of fun with it but I'm just like you know there's been a lot of transitions in life so I'm like I am running really behind <laughs> wow I don't know how you have the time to do it but amazing oh, that's really you. fabulous good for you thank good you. for you and you do they all take place in Philadelphia or the first three do um and actually this this newest one takes place or um the one i'm working on right now um the rom-com separate from the first three it takes place in Asheville. so i feel like i get very inspired by the places i live and there's um i also just feel like i live in really cool places so i'm never short of like inspiration and stuff like that um so yeah I'm, i've been really really researching um farming in like the western north carolina region and stuff so it's been it's been pretty cool um to kind of dig into that a little bit yeah do your patients know that you're a published author i don't think so no. um, yeah i i just um you know, I'm there, I'm there for them. So I tend not to talk about myself too much, you know, and I, I prefer getting to know them instead of the other way around. Um, but 
yeah and you know a lot of times when you're seeing a dentist it's usually because you're in pain of some sort and so the last thing they want to hear is about my silly <laughs> my silly uh gals being being wild <laughs> you don't have a stack in the waiting room no no I don't <laughs> I probably should that'd be a yeah. smart marketing sign books people love signed books that's true people yeah, do, yeah I love signed books <laughs> so I guess you're not going to be able to go on tour for this book I am doing a mini one. Oh, um, okay, good. Or, or not even mini. Um, uh, yeah, they're my my team sending me kind of all over this southern region. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, my my release day on September sixth, I'll be in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and then I have an event in Raleigh. Um, and then another one at Malaprops in Asheville. Um, and then some virtual events, which I'm excited about. And then uh, at the end of the month, I'm going to the Rip Bodice in the in LA, um, which I'm oh. really excited for. But I'm um, I'm celebrating Susan Lee. She's a YA author. Her debut Soulmates, um, S E. Oh, you, I saw that. Yes, today oh, I saw that. It's it a is, good book. It is amazing, and you so um, I she asked me to be in conversation with her, and I was like. I, I'm just going to be screaming the whole time because it's such a great book. Um, but I'm I'm really really excited for that too. Um, so yeah, yeah, I get to do um, I get to do some really really fun stuff coming up, and I'm I'm really excited about that it. That is great. Oh, I'm glad. I've just assumed you're new at your job. How could you get time off already? Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of. Well, the thing about being a dentist is if you're not there working that day, you just don't get paid, and so you know I. <laughs> I kind of uh I've kind of taken the I, I'm I'm so excited and kind of gripping the excitement with both hands here and so I was like you know what I you only release your second book once so right. I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> well good luck I hope you enjoyed that especially out in LA that's fabulous yeah yeah I can't wait to see the store I mean it's just like such a beacon for for romance books so it'll be really yeah. cool where in LA is the store um it the rip bodice is in um what's that one area that starts with a c is it um i should know this um not colton i can look it up really quick i can't remember oh, okay. um it's uh, let me see um it's in culver city there we go I oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah so very nice so enjoy i hope you get to stay a few days i hope you're not just flying in and flying out it's gonna be a quick trip i think it's a i think it's a friday to sunday so oh, okay okay yeah, you'll I'll, have a I'll few days to yeah. enjoy la a little bit that's yeah. nice good for you yeah. well congratulations on all your success i think it's wonderful thank you i really really appreciate that 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 means the world to me and yeah i just i feel very fortunate okay and for our listeners the book will be available here when it comes out September 6th in print, and it'll also be available on Overdrive, so you can download it there. Um, I see it's coming out in an audio book, but you said mm -hmm. you're not really an audio. Audio is not your thing, or you, can you listen to audio books? Oh, no, I love. So, yeah, that's the thing. As long as I'm able to do a second task, I can definitely listen to audio books. Oh, like, okay. I like to listen to audio books while I run. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I do, I do really enjoy audiobooks and, uh, I, this is such a, 
silly story, but um, when they sent me like the the tapes or the auditions for this audiobook, they sent me like such a steamy scene too, and I was like, I was screaming my head off. I was like, I can't listen to this. Like, who wrote this? They couldn't have written it. And, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't listen to my own audiobooks, not fully, um, because you know. I just get secondhand embarrassment being like, I can't believe I wrote this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so the the audiobook, I think, you know, my the team at um St. Martin's does such a great job producing them and everything. So um I'm yeah, I'm really excited about it. You remember who the narrator is? It is um I'm sorry, <laughs> let me That's think. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I feel bad because they did such a good job. Hold on, let me see. Um yeah, I have the arc in the book, but I didn't have an arc in the audio, so I couldn't listen. But yeah. I, do, I do love my audio books. And the 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 guy that narrates Rake does such a good oh, job. Two different people. That. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, love uh, when it's that. That's good. Me too. I yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Um, why can't I find this? Oh, Summer Morton is Lizzie, and then okay. Will Peters is Rake. Okay, I'm gonna have to take a listen as soon as yeah. it comes out. So yeah. I can hear that. That's great. Oh, I'm glad. So I want to thank you so much for taking your time with us. I know how busy you are. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah. so nice talking with you. And I look forward to the third book also. <laughs> and your fourth book and your YA book. And, <laughs> well, good for you. Keep on writing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. That's the plan. <laughs> okay. It's great. Thanks. Okay. So I'm just going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. I'm Evelyn Hershkowitz, Reader Services Librarian, and we're here with Maisie Eddings for her sophomore novel, Lizzie Blake's Best Mistake. Thank you so much. It's wonderful talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, have it was a, wonderful. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.